0: J-Bone here and it is time to recap and review the wild 2023 British Grand Prix. Let's kick things off with everybody's favorite summarization. Here's the 2023 British Grand Prix in 60 seconds. Max Verstappen started the race P1, duh, and incredibly. The two McLarens of Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri started P2 and P3 respectively. That wasn't the case for long as Lando overtook Max before turn one and even got outside of DRS range for a little bit before Max inevitably passed Lando on lap five. We'll always have laps one to four. The Haas car was on fire. No, I mean literally on fire, which brought out a safety car that really shook things up. Piastri unfortunately pitted just before that safety car and subsequently lost track position to Lewis Hamilton, which sadly kept Piastri off the podium. Lando pitted under the safety car and McLaren made the questionable decision to go with hard tires for him despite the softs looking like the superior tire. We all watched in horror as Lewis Hamilton on softs behind Lando looked primed to overtake Lando on quicker tires. However, Lando put on the best defensive driving performance of the season thus far and somehow managed to keep Lewis at bay for the remainder of the race to finish P2, with Lewis rounding out a British Grand Prix podium that featured two British drivers for the first time in 24 years. Also, Carlos Sainz got passed by three cars in a span of like six corners. J-Bomb! Now let's dive into all that in a bit more detail. But first, my producer and brother, producer Jeff, was at the British Grand Prix. Producer Jeff, what a wild race, huh? Hey, J-Bone, I'm at the podium ceremony. Here comes Lando. By the way, if we can get 2,000 likes on this video, I will put out a video in which I finally reveal who my favorite driver and team are, so make sure to toss this video a like and subscribe. J-Bone here. Now, this news just dropped while producer Jeff was producing the British Grand Prix Recap, but it was so big that I had to record this special video to send to him for him to put in there. Major groundbreaking and breaking news. Daniel Ricciardo is back in Formula One. He has now replaced Nick DeVries at Alpha AlphaTauri, effective immediately. We all thought this might be coming. We've been speculating about it for quite some time now, but pretty much ever since Daniel Ricciardo took that third driver's seat at Red Bull. I think Checo, Yuki, and Nick all knew that if they didn't produce some results, that they had a guy, a very experienced guy, a multi-race winner waiting behind them, ready to take their spot. A guy who's also very hungry because he is used to being a Formula One driver and he doesn't have a seat in Formula One. So yes, it is official. I feel bad for Nick DeVries. I was really hoping that they would at least give him until after his home Grand Prix at Zandvoort, Because, you know, if you're a rookie in F1, it would be really nice to just go and see the home fans cheering for you. I was hoping he'd get that experience. But in the end, Red Bull thought that because of his performances, he didn't deserve to have the seat long enough to get that. So do feel bad about that. But gotta be honest, having Daniel Ricciardo back in Formula 1 is just great for everybody. Netflix is absolutely ecstatic right now. Their main guy is back in the sport. They could not be more thrilled. And I, for one, am just happy we get to see Daniel Ricardo race around Las Vegas because he was so happy about the Vegas race when it was announced. Looks like he gets to do it. Daniel Ricardo is back in Formula One. In my British Grand Prix view, I gave you four Formula One team-specific storylines to follow for the 2023 British Grand Prix. Let's see how those shaped up. Your first storyline to follow was is Red Bull about to make Formula One history at the British Grand Prix? And they, of course, did. Max Verstappen won the British Grand Prix to tie Red Bull with the 1988 McLaren team for the most consecutive victories for a constructor in Formula One history at 11 wins in a row. An interesting tidbit I discovered this past weekend is that this actually was Red Bull's first British GP win since 2012 when Mark Webber won, which is pretty crazy to think about considering how dominant Red Bull had been lately. Red Bull now have their sights set on breaking that tie with what will hopefully and likely be a record-setting 12th win in a row at the upcoming Hungarian Grand Prix. However, there is another record held by the 1988 McLaren team that Red Bull are hunting down this season as well. In 1988, McLaren won 15 of the season's 16 races for an all-time record season win percentage of 93.8%. In order for Red Bull to break that record, they can lose no more than one race from now through the remainder of the season. Do you think Red Bull will break that record, or will they lose two-plus races this season? Let j know in the comments. Your second storyline to follow was, are Mercedes about to win the British Grand Prix? And Mercedes just didn't have the pace to compete with Max or the McLarens this past weekend, despite me hyping the absolute bejesus out of them and even including this in the thumbnail of my British Grand Prix preview. That didn't age well. Lewis did finish on the podium and George finished a respectable P5, but if I'm Mercedes, I'm seeing these strides other teams like McLaren and Williams are making. I'm getting a little bit worried about my own progress, which looked stellar after the Spanish Grand Prix, but has since kind of stagnated. But hey, it could be worse. They could be Ferrari, who stunk out loud at Silverstone, finishing P9 and P10. We'll see if Mercedes can bounce back at the Hungarian Grand Prix, a race Lewis Hamilton has won an incredible eight times. Uh, But Lewis also has won the British Grand Prix eight times, and that didn't propel him to a win there this year, so I wouldn't get my hopes up. Your third storyline to follow was, I don't think Aston Martin are going to perform well at their home Grand Prix at Silverstone. And folks, I, J-Bone, was 100% right about Aston Martin when I predicted that they would not have a car finish in the top five at Silverstone. J-Bone! I gotta say, you all came at me pretty hard on social media when I unleashed this fire take on the world, so much so that I had to put out a statement on my TikTok page, which you should go follow because I'm almost at 250k followers, in which I rub your face in my correctness. Take a look. I don't think Aston Martin are going to perform well at their home Grand Prix at Silverstone. Wow, wow, when I put that video up, you all said, oh, J-Bone's crazy. Oh, what's J-Bone yapping about? Oh, J-Bone needs to drink more water. He's really gone off the deep end here. Well, who looks crazy now, okay? What I said in that video, if you didn't watch it, was that Aston Martin were not gonna do well at their home grand prix in Silverstone. I said they weren't gonna finish in the top five because they just built a new 200 million euro headquarters in Silverstone and that headquarters was both made out of glass and a headquarters that they claimed was just a stone's throw away from the Silverstone circuit, okay? They live in a glass house and they're talking about throwing stones. You know what they say? You know what they say? They say people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And I said, ooh, they broke that rule. They broke that cardinal sin. That can't be good for them. That's why they're not going to do well at Silverstone. They're not going to finish at the top five at Silverstone. I put that take out. You all roasted me out the face of the planet, okay? Well, who looks crazy now? It's not the guy in the tinfoil hat. It's you. It's you because you didn't trust J-Bone, okay? J-Bone! J-Bone! Formula Bone is sponsored by Caldera Lab. If you aren't already, it is time to put your best face forward. How do you do that? By adding in a skincare routine, of course. It sounds intimidating, but you know what? It's really not hard. You just haven't had the right tools until now. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging, Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare and is here to save the day. Use my exclusive code FBONE at calderalab.com to enjoy 20% off their best products. The older I get, the older I look, and I need to make sure I'm preventing myself from getting wrinkles because it's not a good look to have wrinkles and be in a race car bed. It's just kind of weird. Caldera Labs products are made with top-tier ingredients and are a great addition to your daily routine. The skincare routine they've curated for you called The Regimen includes their products, the Clean Slate, the Base Layer, and the Good, and there's also the Icon as well. They're all amazing products. It takes less than a minute, morning, and night to complete, and it's designed to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Get 20% off with my code FBONE at CalderaLab.com. That's 20% off at CalderaLab.com by using code FBONE. Jump into skin and first impression royalty with CalderaLab. Your fourth storyline to follow was McLaren are undoubtedly the team to watch this weekend at Silverstone, and oh man, J-Bone could not have been more right about this one. Get a load of this crazy Formula One fact, McLaren just scored more points at the British Grand Prix than they had scored at all the rest of this season's nine Grand Prix combined, taking home 30 points from Silverstone compared to 29 points from everywhere else put together. Not only did Lando Norris finish P2, his and McLaren's best result since the Papayas went 1-2 at Monza in 2021, but McLaren rookie Oscar Piastri very well could have been on the podium as well with a P3 result if it was not for some bad luck that saw him come in for his pit stop not long before a safety car period allowed Lewis Hamilton to perform an overcut and jump Piastri on track by way of a cheap pit stop. McLaren remain the number one team to watch in Formula One right now because of their rapid ascent, as well as all the unknowns surrounding them. Could they be fighting for race wins by the end of the season? At this rate, maybe. Are they straight-line speed and high-speed corner merchants who are about to be absolutely exposed in Hungary, which does not play to those strengths? Maybe. Is McLaren team principal Andrea Stella the second coming of Italian Jesus, who is here to lead McLaren to eternal glory? I don't know. Is Zach Brown really not the lead singer of the Zach Brown band like we all think he is? I don't know about that one. All this and more remains to be seen, and thank you to McLaren for providing this season with some much-needed pizzazz. Next up, here are some Formula One driver-specific storylines that arose from the events of this past weekend. First up, is Checo Pettis about to lose his Formula One seat? Red Bull Racing is a tale of two streaks right now, on the one hand, there's Max Verstappen's win streak. Max just won his sixth Formula One race in a row at the British Grand Prix, becoming just the fifth driver to ever achieve six consecutive Formula One victories. Hooray! On the other hand, there's Checo Perez's streak of poor qualifying performances. Despite being in the fastest car on the grid that his teammate has just used to win six races in a row, five of those wins coming from pole position, I should add, Checo Perez has failed to qualify in the top 10 at each of the past five Grand Prix. Yikes. These qualifying woes have made it so that Checo only has one podium in the last five Grand Prix, again, despite the fact that in the same car, his teammate has five wins in the last five Grand Prix. You can chalk it up to any combination of Max being the best driver in the world right now and Checo being in a slump, but any way you look at it, Checo is in trouble. Red Bull are famous for having a lead foot when it comes to stepping on the you're fired gas pedal. Look no further than Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon, who were both only on Red Bull for a cup of coffee before being demoted, and arguably neither of them had as bad a streak of performances as Checo is currently in the middle of. Hopefully it's not the middle for him, hopefully it's the end, but still. Inarguably, I must add, neither of them won a race for Red Bull, and Checo did win two races earlier this season. But still, F1 is a sport of what have you done for me lately, not what have you done for me. So if I'm Checo, I'm worried about my seat right now, especially with Daniel Ricciardo right there behind him. Wouldn't want to be Checo right now, just saying. Actually, I would because he's a famous Formula One driver. Next up, Lando Norris had an incredible drive, but Oscar Piastri is my British Grand Prix driver of the day. If it wasn't for Kevin Magnuson's engine randomly exploding, which ruined Oscar Piastri's tire strategy, there's no doubt in my mind that Oscar Piastri would have become the first rookie to finish on a Formula One Grand Prix podium since Lance Stroll in 2017. Even though Oscar didn't finish on the podium, though, he is still my driver of the day because of the unbelievable amount of composure that he showed under pressure at Silverstone, despite being a rookie. During his first stint, not only was Piastri able to maintain his qualifying position, but he was pressuring Max Verstappen on lap one. And then at the restart on slower tires, not only was he able to defend against George Russell, who was behind him on faster medium tires, but by the end of the race, he was gaining on Lewis Hamilton whose soft tires were beginning to degrade. Oscar Piastri absolutely did not look like a rookie out there on the Silverstone circuit. And McLaren have to be absolutely giddy at how impressive their driver lineup is looking. Also, Alpine have to be absolutely devastated that they let Piastri go. Here's a crazy question that gets a little bit less crazy the more you think about it. Do McLaren currently have the most promising driver lineup in Formula One? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Next up, here's how my three bona fide race predictions fared at the 2023 British Grand Prix. My first race prediction was that Lewis Hamilton would finish in the top two at the British Grand Prix, and he would have if Lando Norris didn't put on one of the best defensive driving displays the sport has seen in quite some time. I was so torn while watching the race because I simultaneously wanted Lando to defend against Lewis and finish P2, but also I wanted my bona fide prediction to come true, so... Not sure if that was a win-win situation for me or a lose-lose situation, but it was a situation. That I do know. My second race prediction was that the British Grand Prix podium will consist of three different constructors, and ding-ding, J-Bone got that one right. j And now that McLaren look like they'll be hanging around with the big boys for the rest of the season, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of this, which is undeniably awesome. My third race prediction was that Nico Hulkenberg would finish in the points at a Grand Prix for just the second time this season. And he maybe would have if Checo and Nick DeVries didn't apparently have some sort of vendetta against him that led both drivers to decide to run into him during the race. Very rude. You also may remember that I predicted the British Grand Prix's top five finishers and my predictions were as follows. P5 George Russell, P4 Checo Perez, P3 Charles Leclerc, P2 Lewis Hamilton, P1 Max Verstappen, and how my five, four, three, two, one ended up was actually five, six, nine, three, one. McLaren keep ruining my predictions, um, and I know though that if I do predict them to finish in the top five the next Grand Prix, they won't. So that just puts me in a weird predicament over here, where I'm just gonna probably keep being wrong forever. There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one convenient place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Something that I love about Indeed, and the reason that I use it to hire, is that it makes hiring all in one place so unbelievably easy, because Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Instantly. Indeed is truly an unbelievably powerful hiring platform and is the number one source of hires in all of the United States, according to Talent Nest. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash FBone. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash FBone. Just go to Indeed.com slash FBone and support the show by saying that you heard about it on Formula Bone. Indeed.com slash FBone. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire You need indeed. Check it out. Check it out. Finally, today, I want to respond to this voicemail left on the Bone Phone by Formula Bone Discord member Nick Debris. Great name. If you want your message featured on the Bone Phone, simply join the Formula Bone Discord via the link in the description and submit a voice memo in the Bone Phone Submissions channel. You should also just join my Discord even if you don't want to be featured on the Bone Phone because my Discord is awesome and allows you to talk F1 with over a 1,000 Formula 1 fans from literally all over the world. It's a great place. Join my Discord. Link in the description. Here's the call. Hello, j I hope you're doing all right. I wanted to ask your opinion on McLaren this weekend because they seem to be the talk of the bunch in the paddock. And I wanted to ask you, do you think that their performances will only improve and... They'll eventually secure more podiums, or will they just go back to being mid-table and this was just like a one-race miracle, kind of like how it looks like Alpine is having a bit of a stinker after their Monaco podium. I think there's a huge difference between what's going on with McLaren that led to Lando's shock British Grand Prix podium and what went on with Alpine that led to Esti Besti's shock Monaco Grand Prix podium. Alpine's podium in Monaco was pretty much entirely a consequence of Esteban Ocon putting in an incredible lap in qualifying that led to him starting the Grand Prix in a podium position that he was only able to defend because Monaco is such a difficult circuit at which to overtake. Ocon also got some help from Charles Leclerc's Monaco curse, the rain, and Carlos Sainz being an overly aggressive Chad. I don't like using the term fluke here because that... Kind of takes away from Ocon's accomplishment, but it was kind of a fluke. Which can be evidenced by the fact that in the four races since finishing on the podium at P3 in Monaco, Alpine have not finished higher than P8, and they just double DNF'd at Silverstone. On the other hand, Lando's podium at Silverstone came as a result of McLaren incrementally improving their car over the course of the past couple races. They introduced a radical upgrade set to Lando's car ahead of the Austrian Grand Prix that propelled him to a season-best P4 finish, and then they added that upgrade set to Oscar Piastri's car along with some additional upgrades to both cars for Silverstone that led to the McLarens qualifying P2 and P3 and would have most likely had them both on the podium if, again, it weren't for bad timing with Oscar Piastri's pit stop. It's hard to predict whether or not McLaren will only improve going forward. Silverstone suited their car well, as did the cloudy weather conditions, and also other teams will be upgrading their cars throughout the rest of the season and could easily pull off equally impressive upgrade successes as McLaren's. However, unlike with Alpine's surprise podium, McLaren's was not a fluke. No offense, Esty Bestie. The fact that McLaren are on an amazing path upwards right now should have Mercedes, Aston Martin, and Ferrari worried, as there is a lot... Of time left for McLaren to shoot up the World Constructors Championship leaderboard. Subscribe now so that I can see you back here next week for my Hungarian Grand Prix view, where I'll give you everything you need to know before you watch the Hungarian Grand Prix, including my bona fide race predictions. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters and YouTube channel members, Kolki, At Rated Bookie, and Glow! If you want your name shouted out in all of my videos along with a bunch of other awesome perks hit up the patreon and or youtube channel member links in the description of this episode until next time folks Jeba! jaybong